mixed with gum from Appleburg. The parchments are better. They are made from lamb's skins left over from the Roman days, and were once covered with a script none of us could read. But Igraine's women scraped the skins bare and white. Sansom says it would be better if so much lambskin were made into shoes, but the scraped skins are too thin to cobble. And besides, Sansom dare not offend Igraine and thus lose the friendship of King Brockvale. This monastery is no more than a half-day's journey from enemy spearmen, and even our small storehouse could tempt those enemies across the Black Stream, up into the hills, and so to Dinorak's valley, if Brockvale's warriors were not ordered to protect us. Yet I do not think that even Brockvale's friendship would reconcile Sansom to the idea of Brother Dervil writing an account of Arthur, enemy of God. And so Igraine and I have lied to the blessed saint, by telling him that I am writing down a translation of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ in the tongue of the Saxons. The blessed saint does not speak the enemy tongue, nor can he read, and so we should be able to deceive him long enough for this tale to be written. And he will need to be deceived, for not long after I had begun writing on this very skin, the holy Sansom came into the room. He stood at the window, peered at the bleak sky, and rubbed his thin hands together. I like the cold, he said, knowing that I do not. I feel it worst. I responded gently, in my missing hand. It is my left hand that is missing, and I am using the wrist's knobbly stump to steady the parchment as I write. All pain is a blessed reminder of our dear Lord's passion, the bishop said, just as I had expected. Then he leaned on the table to look at what I had written. Tell me what the words say, devil, he demanded. I am writing, I lied, the story of the Christ child's birth. He stared at the skin, then placed a dirty fingernail on his own name. He can decipher some letters, and his own name must have stood out from the parchment as stark as a raven in the snow. Then he cackled like a wicked child and twisted a hank of my white hair in his fingers. I was not present at our Lord's birth, Derville. Yet that is my name. Are you writing heresy, you toad of hell? Lord, I said humbly, as his grip kept my face bowed close over my work. I have started the gospel by recording that it is only by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and with the permission of his most holy saint, Sansom, and here I edged my finger toward his name, that I am able to write down this good news of Christ Jesus. He tugged at my hair, pulling some free, then stepped away. "'You are the spawn of a Saxon whore,' he said, "'and no Saxon could ever be trusted. Take care, Saxon, not to offend me.' "'Gracious Lord,' I said to him, but he did not stay to hear more. There was a time when he bowed his knee to me and kissed my sword. But now he is a saint, and I am nothing but the most miserable of sinners. 
and a cold sinner, too, for the light beyond our walls is hollow, grey, and full of threat. The first snow will fall very soon. And there was snow when Arthur's tale began. It was a lifetime ago, in the last year of High King Uther's reign. That year, as the Romans used to reckon time, was twelve hundred and thirty-three years after the founding of their city, though we in Britain usually date our years from the Black Year, which was when the Romans cut down the Druids on Innismon. By that reckoning, Arthur's story begins in the year four hundred and twenty, though Sansom, may God bless him, numbers our era from the date of our Lord Jesus Christ's birth, which he believes happened four hundred and eighty winters before these things began. But however you count the years, it was long ago.